Thank you for tuning in to 4th and 20 Football Radio. are now tuned in into the West Coast Edition episode on 4th and 20 Football Radio on Spotify. What it do, y'all? Appreciate y'all listening to the tunes we got playing on. But now we back to the AFC West. <coughs> the motherfucking Chiefs. The mother... The motherfucking Chiefs. Gully. Gully. All I can say is the motherfucking Chiefs. How These about boys, those Chiefs? Literally. Like, it, it's just one of the, the... It's not even just the Chiefs. Obviously, it's mainly Patty. But, like, it's one of those things that, like... Even when you think they're down and out. Are they really... And the answer is no. They're like uh they're like that they're like that school magician that nobody saw like that nobody knew how their sleight of hand worked. They just they always had something new that came out. And it was like, wow, you're so cool. It's one of those things. Like everybody just idolizes these people because it why not? It works. Everything they do pretty much works. Even if it doesn't work, it will eventually work. Mm-hmm. So like I got I don't know, man. Like, they, they, they do got a couple of things they still need to work on, but, like, at the same time, it seems like, like, Patty is either the eraser marker or he is the pen. So, like, it, either way, they're going to get inked down as a dub, but it's just wet. True. And, you know, like, yeah, the Chiefs, man, like, last year, the, the past few seasons, the Chiefs have been real dominant team in the AF, you know, in the, uh, pretty much in the AFC and in the NFL, like, you know, period. You know, the, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and everything, no man, like, you know, Travis Kelsey, what can they not do? They, they've been, been to Super Bowl, what, three, just three Super Bowl appearances. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, two out of the, two out of the three, they've won, you know, they've won a Super Bowl. So, you know, Andy Reid, you know what I'm saying, coming into a new season, everybody else, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, this is the Chiefs dynasty right now, you know what I'm saying, so it it shifted from Brady and the Patriots having that dynasty, now we got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs dynasty, you know what I'm saying, we already, you know, penciled them in for, you know, for a playoff run, if not a Super Bowl, and we could also pencil, pencil them in, they're probably going to end up winning the, winning the division, you know, I mean, just straight up, but coming into the season and stuff, though, man, things can be, you know, things can be different. We've seen, we've seen the, the, the critics talk about last year, oh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, they might be washed up and, you know, week one, oh, yeah, you know, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is looking kind of choppy or blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. I mean, admittedly, there was a lot of, yeah, because that was the first year without Tyreek as well, so it was like, a, oh, wow, Tyreek really was their saving grace. It was, I mean, and it low key was looking like that because the Dolphins, you know, he was he was popping off with the Dolphins. So it's right. like a, it's one of those things that like shit, you know, Patty's not the same without him. But then everybody kept forgetting that's still Patty. Right. It's still Travis Kelsey. It's still Andy Reid. It's still, it's not even just one person. Yet. And as you as we've stated before, like even if it comes down to a chess match, 
as long as it's a chess, a chess match and superstars and both of them are doing their jobs, the team is going to win. But if it's only one or the other, then it's going to be a little more difficult. But like, luckily, Andy Reid, he's a phenomenal coach. Always yeah. has been. Yeah, one of the, yeah, one of def, definite one of the top minds in the NFL, though. You know, and for their week uh week one through five and stuff though, they got some pretty uh, they got some pretty uh you know decent matchups and stuff though. Open it up Thursday night against you know against Detroit, you know. Then you got Jacksonville. Then they got Chicago. Then they got the Jets with Aaron you know Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. You know the the Chiefs, they've always been that you know oh yeah they can you know they can be now but they're just you just cannot count them out you know. The Chiefs, they, how can I say this? They haven't really, they haven't really addressed any, you know, any big situ, you know, big, uh, more or less big situations and stuff, though, between offense and defense. They had a, a, a meh, you know what I'm saying, off season and stuff, though. They have, they didn't really, you know, acquire too many people, too many key pieces and stuff, though. They pretty much kept everything the same, you know. Aside from, uh, you know, Chris Jones, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, holding out, and uh, Frank Clark go, ended up going to uh, Denver. Right. You know, the Chiefs, they, they've they always been one of those teams where it's just like, no matter what, who leaves, you know what I'm saying, who, you know, who stays and goes with, you know, with the Chiefs and stuff, though, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be that centerpiece of the Chiefs that's going to get them to the promised land. You know, no matter who they have on offense and no matter who they have on defense. Patrick Mahomes always, you know, he always proves it. But this year, without two defensive players that they would, they actually do need, you know, that's is that going to be a liability for the Kansas City's defense? I mean, it it could be, but at the same time, I mean, it's been proven that you don't really need big names per se as long as your scheme it still does well, as long as you can still semi dictate where the ball might. Can only that like, can only go in certain defenses, then you'll be you'll be all right. Yeah. And Andy Reid, luckily, they do well to where like, okay, just because we don't have this person, or, you know, we are lacking in this side, they're gonna attack this, but we know that, so we're gonna make it look like we're doing this, but then peel off in the edge. Like they, nah, bro. I, I feel like they'll still be completely fine. It's one of those things that like, if anything, I'm kind of hoping this is the year that that Josh Allen. And them could take them to, uh, take them down a peg, but we've already discussed it. Yeah, like that's that's they they already got their work cut out for them this year. Yeah. But like the Chiefs are, they're just one of those teams that like no, there's only a couple of teams that could truly, and even if they truly lose to you know a subpar team, it's just one of those things. Where it's like a okay, because we all know that at the end of the day, if they really want to turn it on, it's curtains. But sometimes everybody just kind of you know goes through the motions. So like it's one of those that even if they come up a little slow, even if they even if during the midseason they start out a little slow again, like because not everybody's gonna start out. Nobody's going undefeated. Right. I, I don't. I'm predicting nobody going undefeated honestly for the next like couple of years, if not several years. Yeah. I'm be honest with you, because like the the way these NFL teams are looking this year, bro, or not even yeah. just this year, but like within these upcoming years and like all these other new rookies and like the previous rookies have been, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. NFL is like, yeah, this shit really about to start popping off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, another team I, uh, you know, I do want to uh, highlight and stuff though, man. Like, you know, that I would say more or less needs to contend will be the Denver Broncos. <coughs> now, last year, Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, they weren't looking too good. 
that the Broncos were, you know, one of the last teams in the NFL scoring offense. They were they were they were terrible. Their defense was good. You know what I'm saying? Defense was actually was was one of the top seven. You know, they were one of the top they were like what top seven, if not top ten. And that was with and that was with the offense fucking up so much that they, the defense still had to have that. Like they would have probably did better if once the offense did better. Like they probably would have been a top three defense due to the fact of Russell and them not giving up the ball as much. So that way, you know, the other team doesn't have the ball as much. This year, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like I've said it before, I really feel like this is gonna be a turnaround year. Sean Payton, like he's a solid coach. Right. He's not. He's not your run-of-the-mill coach. He's not your mundane coach. He's 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 done his due diligence when it right. comes to it. He's not your your fucking um uh what's 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 dude's name the with that this had the greatest um John Gruden. Yeah, he's not a John Gruden, bro. He's not a he wasn't with a team that was good because and then you know they won because they were good. He was a good coach and they won because of all that as well. Right. So like. I feel like, yeah, if Russell doesn't do well, yes, he will get sat within the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he realizes that as well and produces well enough to not do that. Right. Now, unfortunately, they it really sucks to get injured and have a season-ending injury, but for it to happen back-to-back. Yeah, with uh, especially with Tim Patrick, you know, that, that was a, uh, you know... That that's a huge blow, you know, to the you know to the Denver Broncos receiving core as well as Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be sitting out for a couple weeks though too. You know, with a hamstring injury. You know, so you know the the Broncos. You know, the Broncos with their situation. You know, coming into the season because they they have a pretty tough uh, week one through week five though. Them coming into the season with uh you know going against the Raiders week one. You got uh you know what the the Commanders. Then you got Miami. You got Chicago. Then you got the Jets. You know. Russell Wilson definitely this season he definitely has to pull his head out of his ass though because you know Sean Payton just like you said he's a, he's a damn good he's a damn good coach and you know him he knows what he wants out of his offense and he knows what he wants out of his defense the defense should be fine it is the offense you know what I'm saying the offense is out of ball that's been suspect you know and it has been you know in Denver for the past few years you know where they've had you know what I'm saying they, they've had like you know a great top 10 defense you know but their offense they just don't put up they just do not pr- produce enough points because of their quarterback situation they can have damn good receivers you know between Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy you know what I'm saying like you know in their wide receiver depth they have you know decent uh you know running backs between Jamal Williams you know who's also starting you know coming off to a nice little start they do now remember last year they yeah, last year that was one of their yeah that was one of their problems with their fumbling situation with Melvin Gordon. It literally took up until uh, until they got Latavius Murray for them to actually find the running back that they needed, and like that was a good fit. I felt like because like he's a good big running back that can you know get them the yards they need. and He holds onto the ball. Right. But yeah, the, honestly, like as much as I want to blame Russell, and it really was Russell's fault as well. <coughs> it's it was still a lot of like that line. Allowed a lot of rushes, uh, a lot of rushes, and that's an old Russell. This isn't the same. This isn't the same Russell that we've known and loved in Seattle. Right. And the, the, the Russell that they paid. This is an older Russell that they got to realize is 
he can still move and get out of the pocket and do all this. But yeah, he's third, a, he's limited. He's limited, you know, yes. especially with uh, you know, age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's been in the league what 11, 11 years, 10, 10, 11 years. So I'm saying he's taking he's taking his hits. He's taking his hit. He's he's done right. his dude. So like he's not like a fresh quarterback. So like it's one of those things that like now that he doesn't have the full burden on himself. I feel like, and and the new coaching, that he will be able to produce a lot more. Right. Because you can only expect somebody to do but so much. I mean, like he's not he's not Patty. Like Patty can really have no running back. Luckily, Patty does have running backs that he can count on. He it's just and then unfortunately, yeah, the the receivers kept getting hurt or like they just it just it was really the Broncos offense last year was just abysmal in general due to injury and due to just lacklusterness. Right. So like. I feel like this year they'll be a phoenix of sorts. They will yeah, rise they, from the ashes of what they have become. Right. Like it's just, I mean, and it, it'll. I feel like it's gonna be surprising. Like it's gonna be one of those. Like obviously, all Bronco fans feel the same way. But like, I'm not even a Bronco fan. But like, I, I'm not even like that big of a Russ fan. Like I fucks with him. But like, I mean, I already know that like this is pretty much the year that if he doesn't do well, no, no snoo snoo. There's no. No, no, for the Sierra's cutting that shit off. He might, she might even go back to future. It's Damn. crazy. Yeah, you know, and this, yeah, like I said, th- this year he definitely needs to get his head out of his ass though. Cause Sean play, Sean Payton ain't playing those, those games though. That's you know, what I'm saying. And you know, with his tenure with Drew Brees and the Saints for, you know, for those given, you know, 14, 13, 14 seasons, 15 seasons, at, you know, at that, you know, Drew Brees has, you know, he he's molded Drew Brees into a uh, you know what? Pretty much, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in, you know in the game. You know, second all-time leading passer. You know what I'm saying? Was sitting under Sean Payton. You know. You want to know what I also feel like Sean Payton's gonna help out this year? They're tight end. Yeah. They're they're gonna semi mold him into semi what Jimmy Graham used to be with the Saints. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be because he's already proved. Like, I've seen in the preseason. I saw last year when he can actually get the ball. He's a good receiving tight end. He's a solid tight end like all around. Yeah. He just wasn't able to show that because the passing game last year was ass. Right. So like, it, I feel like this is gonna be honestly a breakout year for him, even if the receivers don't do as well, or even if they do remain injury prone. Mm-hmm. Because as as it's also been proven. Patty and Kelsey, elite combo. Right. Whoever and Kittle, elite combo. I can say, as long as you have a good tight end, if not a really fucking good tight end, you can get down the field and you could do a lot. Yeah. Because that that creates a lot of mismatches. That creates a lot of the possibilities to run the ball if they can block. And like I said, he he's proved himself a little bit to me. Like I said, from the little little bit of film I've seen so far. Yeah. So like. I'm excited for the Broncos this year. Yeah. Even though, like, I know their schedule is a little, it's gonna be difficult. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they they're not gonna be. They might. They'll probably like. I feel like be a little over 500. If not, like for sure, at least like 10 wins, if not 11. Yeah. And you know, especially uh, you know, with their you know with their division, you know, with their division opponents though too. You know, which uh, you know, also we're gonna take another uh flip side though too to the you know, <laughs> you know, them opening up against the Broncos. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo getting you know his uh first start with the black and silver. You know, him coming off that that injury from last year. You know, Josh Jacobs. You know him him getting a you know him getting a contract finally, even though it's just for a one year deal and stuff though. But it, it's it's something it, it's enough to I guess 
feed the hungry mouth for the hot, you know, for the time being. But how they're going to address the situation going into the, you know, going into the season because Josh McDaniels, he's going to, you know, he's on the hot seat. You know, Devontae Adams is a little disgruntled. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is just like, you know, a fresh new start and everything, though. Know? The Raiders, you know, in a sense, it's just like they don't other, you know, they traded Mac Collins to, you know, to, to, uh, to Atlanta. You know, so it's just like the Raiders are... I'm pretty sure Winfro's hurt right now. As yeah. Well. Yeah, so like, that's what I'm saying. Right? They're, they're kind of up in limbo right now. Yeah. Like, they're just... They're just, they're just kind of there. Like, yeah. It, it's... The Raiders, I don't know, bro. Ever since... I don't even say ever since the move, because, like, they've, they've been a little weird even with Carr being there, but, like, they had a chance back then still. Right. But ever since them moving to Vegas, they've just been... Really weird. Yeah, they. Enigma. Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah, it, it's been kind of weird for the Raiders, though. You know, because you know, with the stint with John Gruden, you know, the shit with a lot of other shit Henry happening. Ruggs. Yeah, even just a lot of other players, not even um, being in uh, a part of the Raiders, but still fucking up in Vegas. Like, so like, I, I don't know. But I feel like Vegas probably wasn't the best move for the Raiders, but it's a little too late at this point. Um. But like I don't, I don't know. I know. I feel like Jimmy G isn't the answer, but he could do something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, as you said, yeah. Like the, pretty much everybody except for Adams, obviously, because he's always gonna be an elite receiver, and obviously not Jacobs. Everybody else is kind of under, as you said, like the hot seat, the quarterback, the coach, some of the uh, quite a bit of the defense, some of the uh, some of the other offense. Like this is. They're unfortunately in a very big rebuilding phase. There's no, there's no rebuilding season. There's no. It's a very big phase at the right. moment. Like they're not picking the right parts Part, yeah. for them to succeed, but they're still getting really good exclusive parts to try to do well. Like I say with the Adams, the Jacob. I feel like honestly with the Raiders, they low key need to cut their losses. I don't, I don't, I don't say that as losses in terms of like actual losses I say that in terms of trying to build for the future with either getting rid of Adams like try to save some money and yeah give because Jacobs is going to do well I feel like they really need to keep him I'm going to be honest with you yeah um but if you can't get Adams the ball you're just paying him to be there yeah you can obviously all you got to do is here you go for Jacobs so that's that's kind of different but like it's one of those things that, like, yeah, bro, they, they really need to start building their lineup, their defense up. They just – this this is going to be a, a kind of fucked year for them, I feel. Yeah, and, you know, and just, like, yeah, you know, for them coming, you know, coming into the season and stuff, though, like, it's just, you know, the, the Jimmy G situation, you know, them trading Derek Carr to the Saints, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know – Jason Sitham is now going to be is now Russell Wilson's backup. You know what I'm saying? He had a few starts with the Raiders and stuff, though. Like, yeah, the Raiders, I they really have put themselves. They're really in a weird, awkward situation. You know what I'm saying with the NFL? I mean, Tom Brady's you know now a stake owner with the Raiders now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even though he's quote unquote retired, you know what I'm saying? I mean. Now we can't really, we can't officially say, oh yeah, he's going to come back and stuff. Though now you know it's past the deadlines and everything, so the goat is now officially retired. But he could come out of retirement anytime, though. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, you know, and long, you know, long story short, you know, it, it's 
I guess it's helping out Mark Davis because Mark Davis is not necessarily finding the the right personnel to, you know, lead the organization to victories in, in a sense. Because Josh McDaniels, you know, his tenure with the Raiders right now, it's like the past two coaches, you know, since Jack Del Rio, they haven't really been popping off that much. You know what I'm saying? As they normally should, you know? But, you know, coming into the week four, you know, week one through five, you know what I'm saying? You got Denver, you know, opening up with Denver. You got Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, you got, uh, yeah, you got Denver, you got Buffalo. Then you have, uh, you know, the Chargers. Then you got Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's going to be, eh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the Raiders are just kind of a team at the moment. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they just, as you said, they don't have the right pieces. They just... I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Tom, hopefully everybody else can, you know, come to a consensus of what to do to try to better the team within the coming years. But this is, yeah, just going to be another year of, of, of madness. Just, you know, just they're, they're there. Yeah. It is kind of a, a rock at the bottom of the ocean. They're just there to be there, just drifting along type shit. Right. It's, it's just bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a... Uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see how the Raiders actually pan out. You know what I'm saying? With Jimmy G, you know what I'm saying, getting his first start. And after, you know, post-injury, you know what I'm saying? He might go off, you know what I'm saying, since he's with a new team. Or he might struggle. But we're definitely going to see for, you know what I'm saying, coming in, you know, coming into week one. But, uh, you know, another team I want to say we need to, you know, keep our eye on them too. And especially in the AFC West, though. <coughs> you know, the Chargers... They've shown some good promise over the years with Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert. He's been, a, you know, he's been pretty solid, you know, since he stepped into QB1, you know, since that Tyron Taylor incident, you know. But <coughs> Justin Herbert and, you know, the offense, you know, another you know, another one with, all, you know, Austin Eckler and stuff, though, because, uh, you know, we had, they've had that, you know, running back. Is Herbert fully healed this year? Like no no ribs fucking with him or nothing. Like he's fully everything is yeah. okay with him entirely. Yeah. You're sure. Like all right, like, like it seems like something's always fucking with him and like it doesn't deter or like fuck up his playing his like you know his play style, but like it kinda still does. Like it's one of those things like you can still kinda tell but he still does well enough. So like if that's the case and he's fully healthy this could be a dangerous ass team, especially if Keenan and and, the, and Mike can stay healthy as well. Right. Because it can't just be all all up to Austin again. That's why Austin wants out because he wants. He's like, yo, I'm I'm doing everything. <laughs> I'm doing everything. I deserve to get paid a lot more. Yeah. I'm doing everything, which goes back to all the running back debacles right now. Well, shit, we're really feeling under. Like, not all of them obviously are feeling undervalued. Some of them are, you know, got nice contracts and they're doing really well on their with their teams and shit. But there's a lot of, you know, angry running backs out there that know that they're getting, you know, not a fair pay for what they're, you know... For what they're worth. Literally, yeah. So it's just kind of... It's just one of those things that, like... We'll see how this plays out in the coming years. But, um... I mean... I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, and like... With uh, you know, with the Chargers offense, you know what I'm saying. With their, you know, with their, I would say, drop some drama. Justin Herbert getting a nice little bag and stuff though. Austin Eckler, he's got, you know, he's got a got, got shaded out of it and stuff though. That's what I'm saying. You know that 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 kind of, you know, I don't know how that's gonna fuck with the chemistry. You know what I'm saying? 
So, the Chargers are also going to be another team that's going to be an interesting, uh, uh, interesting situation coming into the season with Brandon Staley, just as we said earlier, being on the hot seat. Austin Eckler not getting, a, you know, not getting a nice bag. Justin Herbert getting a bag though, you know what I'm saying? But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they can only do but so much. Quentin, uh, what was it Quentin Williams? He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be stepping up. Joshua Kelly was looking pretty nice in the, uh, you know, preseason. Even Gerald Everett, uh, he's a good ass tight end. So yeah, they have a shit ton of offensive weapons. It's just can't half of them were staying, half of them stayed injured last year. Right. So you can only do but so much, and so. This will be, this will be a very testing year for the Chargers, and I feel for you, Austin. Like I feel like if Justin doesn't prove his worth, then Austin's really gonna voice his opinion about leaving more. Like if he's not, right. if he's still as utilized as he was last year, then he's gonna continue to voice. But if he's, if he's lo- able to, you know, kick back a little bit and you know his production slows down, then I'm pretty sure he'll even understand. Like okay, I now see why you guys gave him the money. Why I'm. You're like, I still want my shit. I still want to get paid. Right. But I'm more understanding of this. Shit, they can even still try to talk about something with other people. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't really get why everybody's over here trying to get all these max contracts. Because, like, all that does is, yeah, fuck all the other players on the team. You, like, you need everybody to be a cooperative, you know, force. You can't just expect somebody to get paid hella and somebody else not to... Not necessarily not feel envious, but kind of be like, well... I mean, I'm doing hella work. Why? Why am I? Why am I not yeah, getting that? Exactly. I, I want to taste it. I want some of that fucking cheesecake. I want some of that fucking pie over there. Why does he get to eat all that shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you'll be like, yeah, it's. So we'll we'll really have to see what happens in uh like honestly next year because yeah like this this upcoming year is gonna be a very interesting year for them. Yeah, so, they're they're week one through week five though, man. It's going, you know, they got they got a pretty nice little uh, nice little stretch though, you know, starting off with uh, you know Miami, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like you know, then you got Tennessee, you know, followed up by Tennessee, then they got Minnesota, then they got the Raiders, and they also have Dallas, you know. So it, you know, the, the Chargers definitely do have their work cut out for them though, because Miami, you know, week one, you know, week one of Miami and stuff though. I mean, every team is going to be going the fuck off though, and. With you know the, the Chargers defense, you know what I'm saying. That was another, uh, that was another woe with them last year. You know what I'm saying. So like, now they get J.C. Jackson back. You know what I'm saying because uh, you know he tore his uh, ACL last year. You know, they, you know he's uh, he's uh, back on the roster. He's healthy and stuff though. Um, you know, then you got Derwin James. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Khalil, you know Khalil Mack. You know what I'm saying. He's getting another run for it. Joey Bosa's getting another run for it and stuff though. So you know the Chargers defense. They have some good key pieces, you know, but it's the it's coming down to more or less maybe the coaching, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, the defensive assignments, you know, because, you know, last year they were okay, but they weren't okay. I mean, it's also, yeah, as you said, defensive, yeah, yeah, schemage and all that shit. I also feel like, unfortunately, their linebacking and corners are not um, as up to par as they should be as well. But at the same time, it's one of those, like, you can only have it so much. But, like, yeah, that also comes down to coaching. Right. Because, like I said, yeah, you, in order to have a full chessboard or fully succeed, you got to have the, the coach do really well with, you know, the, the schemage and then the players know exactly what's going to, you know, what they exactly need to do. Like, cause there's a lot of blown – I've seen a lot of blown coverages, unfortunately. Like, it's just right. one of those things that, like, the Chargers struggle with – um 
with, with sometimes staying with a team even though on paper and everything else they're better than that team exactly so like it's just one of those of like I, I get certain people's disgruntledness and you know it's just it's just it's a struggle right so like I know but honestly as you know as the Chargers progress I feel like this is, this is gonna be a, a nice year this is gonna be a trying year but this is definitely gonna be a a year that yeah I feel like not Herbert, Herbert's not on the hot seat per se but I definitely feel like yeah like if in order for Eckler to feel more satiated he's gonna have to do a lot better than he not a lot but he's gonna have to do better than he did last year right you know um another team uh i would definitely want to say uh you know definitely needs to do a lot better than last year (coughs) so let's talk about the you know let's talk about some of the nfc west for a hot second though the la rams you know they had their super bowl hangover last year and stuff though you know then they you know now they're suffering more or less the, the the consequences of what they cashed in you know what I'm saying? For what they, you know, for what the, what it was worth. You know what I'm saying? They had a nice little run from, what, 2017 all the way until now. You know what I'm saying? Now, they didn't even win any preseason games. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Donald's all alone on the defense. You know what I'm saying? Cooper Cup, he's, you know, he's going to be coming back. He's going to be, you know, healthy for, you know, for week one. Matt, you know, we're going to see Matt Stafford back on the field, though, too. Stinson Bennett, he was looking actually pretty nice this training camp, though, too, as you know, as well as the preseason. You know, the, the Rams are not necessarily lost hope, but they don't have too many key players to write home about. You know, like, okay. Cooper Cup, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for the past, what, three, four seasons, he's been a dominant wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know? But the the workload that he's been, you know, he's been having to endure is really costing him. You know what I'm saying? Between, you know, first of all, you know what I'm saying? When they went on that Super Bowl run, he already had an injury that, you know, he already had an injury then. And he was already a, a really good receiver then. You know what I'm saying? He tore his ACL. You know what I'm saying? Then he comes back. And pretty much, you know, a hamstring injury. You know what I'm saying? On the same leg. You know, so it's just like that workload that he really has been enduring. And the same thing with Todd Gurley. You know what I'm saying? When they had a run with him. You know, he was pretty much, you know what I'm saying? All-time leading rusher. He messes up his knee. And they send him in the Super Bowl. They give him a nice little contract. And which, honestly, that's kind of one of the other reasons why a lot of teams are kind of reluctant on giving running backs max contracts you know what I'm saying because of that situation they can go off the next thing you know boom it's just dead to the floor but given the fact the situation the Rams actually cashed in on that and they got them two Super Bowl appearances and they got them one you know one ring but now look at them now it's just they're middle of the road they're more or less middle of the road fell off last year 5-11 and 11. This year, it's one big question mark with no Jalen Ramsey. You know, um, they got John Johnson back, but it's only, you know, Aaron Donald's, like I said, he's all alone getting double teamed on the line. So, I feel like, uh, like pretty much as you were saying with the Ty Gurley thing, I feel like, yeah, right now, Cooper Cup, he's getting McCaffrey. Yeah. He's just, he's going to keep getting injured. He's... He's being overutilized, as you said. Yeah, it's just he needs to unfortunately get traded. Pretty much like how I was saying with uh, like with the Raiders, 
and what how they need to do with Adams. They need to trade him because he's still a really good fucking. He's still an elite ass receiver. He's a very smart receiver. He knows certain routes to run. He know he'll discuss the shit with quarterbacks. Like yo, I've noticed they're doing this. So he's an excellent receiver. Right. It's just one of those things that he's the only receiver there. Mm-hmm. And so like. Yeah, and Allen Robinson last year, he didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. So it's and then they and then um what's the name got um got hurt as well. But like it's just it's it's this is the Rams. I don't know, man. Like they're just they're also kind of up yeah, there. Yeah, another t- another team that's in a weird place. At least they cashed in and got you know, got yeah. two, two yep. Super Bowl appearances though. Yep. But yep. you know, they're they're right now this year you know what I'm saying? Looking at their training camp and everything. No, they're in a weird place because they're running, you know, they're running back. The running core was meh. Really meh. You I know? Mean, running back, honestly, pretty much everything. The running back to the, even Stafford was really not having a good year. But admittedly, when Baker came in, he was looking solid there. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to try to keep Baker, but then, you know, uh, you know he with the, the Bucks, we'll see what's going on with him this year. Um, but... I mean, it's not like the Rams are a bad team. It's not like McVay is a bad coach. He's a really good coach. They're a good team. They just don't have a lot of pieces that they need. Yeah, as you right. said, they already cashed out. They did what they needed. They got that dub. Now they're in that really, it seems like, unfortunately, a long-term rebuilding phase. Right. Because they, I mean, Eric Donald, he's unfortunate. I, I see him, honestly, he'll, he'll probably retire in the next, like, at least, at least four years, mm-hmm. four to five. Cool. Like I said, they, they, like I would definitely keep Eric. It's like that's that's a for sure piece. Right. I really feel like they should trade Coop. Matt, I feel like he'll uh he'll, he'll be a really good addition to like like keep there as a as a good like a, a quarterback guidance. Like if they do decide to like for some reason get some good drafts and like find a quarterback in the draft or you know trade for some other young quarterback, but. They just need to look. They just need to look towards the future. Yeah. This is going to be a very lackluster year. I feel like for them, honestly, and they're just going to need to look towards the future. Yeah. You know, you know, their their week one through week five stretch though too. You know, starting off with Seattle, then they got San Francisco, then Cincinnati, Indy, then you know Philly. You know, the Rams definitely have their work cut out for them though. You know, week one through week five though, because uh, you know Seattle. You know, Seattle, that's another team, you know, in their division. You know, they, Geno Smith last year, everybody thought like, okay, he was not going to do too much, you know, under QB1. You know what I'm saying? The whole, that whole quarterback situation last year. This year, you know what I'm saying? You know, this coming into the season, you know, coming back as a, you know, uh, you know, comeback player. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, getting a nice little bag and stuff though. And pretty much damn near, you know, uh, dragging the Seahawks to a playoff race. You know what I'm saying? Keeping them, you know, keeping them, uh, you know, in there and stuff, though. And, you know, the, the Seahawks have, you know, and Pete Carroll have shown that they can really prove, they can really prove themselves when it really comes time, though, you know? And with Pete Carroll, you know, let, let's take a little hot, let's take a little talk with Pete Carroll for a hot second, though, how he was out here, you know what I'm saying, you know, fucking torching his DBs, you know what I'm saying? Throwing dimes and stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how many Uncle Pete was out here? This man was, this man's fucking 70 years old and stuff, though, man. Like, you know, th- out here tossing dimes, bruh. Bruh, ever since his US, USC coaching days, 
all he does, he loves football. Yeah. That's why I've always felt with Pete Carroll as a coach. Like, ever since I watched college football and watched him coach, you can, you can just see it. He enjoys the game in itself. So, like, that's why the Seahawks, regardless of, even after the Legion of Boom, after their whole, you know, dynasty and shit, even though that they were, you know, what they stood eh, they're looking a lot better now because everybody on that team, even if they are okay, they work hard for Pete. Yeah, they, they have a good team morale. That's what I'm saying. And then and then the 12th man as well with the Seahawks Stadium. So, like, like, the Seahawks, they have a lot to fight for. Right. So, like, admittedly, like, that's why I, like, I feel like, honestly, like, the Seahawks are probably one of the better organizations when it comes to, like, like, obviously, they have, you know, they're, you know, people don't obviously, you know, get along. Or, like, they'll still feel disgruntled about certain things or, you know, this, that, and the third. But, like, when it comes down to it, like I said, the coaching staff is always, always there. And the fans are always there. Right. And that's all any, like, true, like, NFL player can truly ask for. Obviously, you know, money and everything else isn't as important and, you know, feeling respected and actually getting to play and shit. But, nah, bro, the Seahawks, they're one of those teams that, yeah, man, I feel like they're going to always be really good for a fat minute as long as Pete's there or if they get right. some, like, Pete Carroll-type other coach afterwards. You know, yeah, like, yeah, with the Rams, you know, with the Rams, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back to the Rams and stuff, though, you know, with them having two back-to-back, you know what I'm saying, division opponents, though, too, not only Seattle, we're going to talk about San Francisco. <laughs> Let's talk about San Francisco. You know, them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're going to be they're going to be coming out to a nice little stretch, though, too, against, you know, opening up against the Rams. But the, the, the 49ers, you know, them having, you know, with their quarterback situation, you know, Brock Purdy coming back, you know, from that, MC, that uh, MCL sprain, you know, he recovered, he fully recovered from that, but training camp, everybody's kind of like, uh, you know, are you really sure, Kyle, Shanahan, are you really want to put him in? We were getting, you know, they were getting like, you know, some feedback with that, and it was just like, mm. everybody has their, you know what I'm saying, their training camp jitters and stuff, though, but granted, them shot, you know, them signing Sam Darnold, letting go of Trey Lance, and, you know, Jimmy G going to, you know, going to the Raiders and stuff, though. The 49ers are another team that's in a weird quarterback situation. Sure, granted, Brock Purdy, last year, he did, you know, he did his job. He he did what he had to do to take the 49ers to at least contend in the NFC Championship. But up until, you know, the, you know, up until that injury, you got to put this in perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Brock Purdy is, we call him Mr. Irrelevant and stuff, though. Now, this year, he has to prove himself that he is relevant. You know, because the 49ers had to, you know, pretty much trade away Trey Lance of who they only gave four starts to, to the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty much, you know, off of his injury. And it's just like, okay, now you're going with Brock Purdy, who, you know what I'm saying, who proved himself, you know, last year, did a little bit for five games and stuff, though. But is it really enough? Is it really going to be enough? And it's, this is going to be the make-or-break season for Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? This, this is year two, and a lot of expectations are definitely riding on his shoulders. You know, because you you had they have, you know, a great, great core between Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you know, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you know, the 49ers defense is, you know, one of the top, you know, top ranking defenses in the league. Their offense is 
offensive line. You know, a great offensive line. You got Kyle Juszczyk, who's been with the team for, what, 15, 16 seasons? You know what I'm saying? Just a fullback. You know, the 49ers definitely do have a great core. You know, but is Brock Purdy really fit to really lead this team? You know what I'm saying? Going into, you know, really going into the season. Because their first, you know, first games, you know what I'm saying? A, against the 40, you know, against the Rams. Then, you know, following up with the Giants. Then you got the Cardinals. You got the Cowboys. Then you got the Browns. You know, so the Brock Purdy definitely has his work cut out for him for, you know, for the 49ers and stuff, though, especially in that offense. I mean, bro, you got to think about it, though. The 49ers, what has their true their true thing that they've always craved? It's always been a great quarterback. The defense has always been really good. Back right. from the Patrick Willis days, mm-hmm. like even further than that, the offensive line has always been elite as fuck. Like they've always had really, really, I'm going to emphasize, really good pieces along like the whole board pretty much. Yeah, it's just a, the quarterback. That's you know, they're just literally. a one quarterback away. But is Brock Purdy really going to be that quarterback? Right. It's, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, because like they they've they've had their quarterback situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're they're just like Cleveland in a sense. You know, they have great pieces. They do. They have great pieces and stuff, though. Even though they didn't tank, like you know what I'm saying, how we did. But they have great pieces all around them and stuff, though. A really pretty pretty decent, you know what I'm saying, core. But one quarterback away, in a sense, one fucking quarterback away. Um, Cause you I'm, look- gonna, I'm gonna take a moment of silence. I can't believe this man said this. I want everybody to to realize that I apologize for him being delusional. Um, related. Whoo! They're like the Browns. That was a wild ass statement. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Oh, I see what you. I kind of like. I know what you mean, though. Yes, they're literally. Yeah, like they're all it takes is this that one quarterback situation. The Browns, unfortunately, their quarterback situation stemmed from like what, like sixteen years ago. Like, like it's been like a long. I remember seeing somebody's jersey like of an extended all the way down to their ankles of all the quarterbacks. That are just like pretty much just failed at Cleveland, and like it's not like quarterbacks fail in the past at you know with the 49ers, because as you as you know and you we've seen most quarterbacks even even Jimmy G like he's he's been proven to Every, be decent. Yeah, everybody's just been injury prone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you know that that's been the the, the play with the 49ers and stuff though. Like having you know having really pretty decent quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Because Jimmy G had a nice little step with the 49ers. I'm not gonna cap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like. When you have players, when they had players like C.J. Bethhart, you know what I'm saying, fucking, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, they had Jeff Garcia for a little while, that was a while ago, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, fucking, you know, they've had interchangeable quarterbacks in that position because Kyle Shanahan is, he's, he was used to that, being in that situation. Yeah, it's very quarterback friendly. So it's, it's just one of those, why do we have to go through so many quarterbacks if it's so friendly? Exactly. So, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, how, how the 49ers are going to definitely pan out. But speaking of another team, you know what I'm saying, Quarter, weird quarterback situation, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> you know, now, 
you know, them being, you know, them being in the NFC West, like, you got the NFC West, in a sense, is going to be a weird division. You know what I'm saying? Looking into it, though. Because now the Cardinals, you know what I'm saying? No Kyler Murray, because he's still on the pup list. He's still recovering from, you know, from his uh, ACL tear. They ended up letting go Colt McCoy, the veteran quarterback, who was allegedly is supposed to start, but... Now you got now you down to the room with Josh Dobbs and you know another quarterback that we don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? That they just actually just ended up drafting and stuff. So it's just like, all right, the Cardinals with a new coach, a whole new a whole new quarterback who just got there. What? Not even fucking. Not even a whole week. You know what I'm saying? After getting traded there, then you got you know what I'm saying? Like you know you got good key pieces again, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, offensively between Zach Ertz, James Conner, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, Marquise Brown, you know, and you got uh, Rondell Moore, you know, decent, you know what I'm saying, De- the defense, Buda Baker, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, it- and that's it, that's it, they had Isaiah Simmons, yeah, they tra- yeah, they traded him to the Giants, so it's a they had J.J. Watt got injured, retired. They had Chandler Jones got traded. It's just one of those things that the Cardinals over the past years, low-key after this Kyler acquisition from them, like they've kind of gone down. Yeah. And, like, I'm really... I, the, the only thing I can say is I'm kind of happy that Larry decided to step down when he did. Yeah. Because I'm glad he was able to, like, I really wish he was able to keep playing, you know, try to try to get some more yards, help, you know, break a little bit more records, do what he could do. Because I think he just needed, like, another full season of something, uh, like, pretty much like a good, really good season in order for him to uh, break a certain record. I'd have to look back into it, but he, the Cardinals, bro, they just... Yeah, they really, they legit like uh, I, I'm I'm really questioning are are they tanking for you know what I'm saying are they tanking for a QB are they purposely tanking for a QB that you know that's just you know that's the speculation right now you know for you know for them having a wild move like that to just drop Colt you know cut Colt McCoy after what two seasons okay I mean I wouldn't say it's wild admittedly like Colt McCoy he's not like. Yeah, he's not nothing to write home about, though, but at least you have a veteran... At least they had a veteran quarterback, you know what I'm saying, that has some type of tenure that could at least possibly win them games. I mean, Josh Dobbs, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, he's only had so... You know, he's only had, what, two starts? You know, versus Colt McCoy, who's been in the league for, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, 12 years or so, 13 years, that's been... You know, it's been a backup and stuff, though, pretty much most of his... You know, most of his career. You know, so, I mean, same thing with Josh Dobbs, but he's been a QB3, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, pretty much at best. So, it's like, you know, are the Cardinals really actually trying to tank or, you know what I'm saying, are they really trying to fuck with us and Josh Dobbs is some type of quarterback guru and stuff, though? Because, I mean, he has a head like Bill, you know, he has a head like Little Bill and stuff, though. Right. A head like Morpheus. So, it's just like... Yeah, bro. You know, he might go off and start snapping off and shit, though. We never fucking know. I mean, shit, shit might be sweet like a milk then, yeah, yeah, but like, we'll see what really happens. I'm not gonna lie, the Cardinals are another one of those teams that I feel like four, I don't even want to give them five. I feel like five is gracious, four wins. Yeah, and they're, you know, they're, they're weak, you know, they're weak one through five though, man. 
They're going they look, they're definitely gonna need some help though. Cause like the preseason, they were looking pretty decent in the preseason though. I'm not gonna cap. That's the preseason. True. True. They were looking they were looking pretty they were looking pretty decent though. You know, their their practice and everything though. They were look they were looking pretty pretty good and efficient enough to say, okay, they might be able to, you know what I'm saying? They might be able to do do okay. You know what I'm saying? But after that wild move, you're just like, okay, now we're now we're really talking about tanking right now. You know, it, it, it's going from like pretty much being hold, you know, holding something somewhat stable to it just like you, you see it faltering. You know what I'm saying? Like right before your eyes, you see that shit faltering though. So, no, nah, admittedly, I don't know about you. I saw the domino effect last year, if not the year prior to. Like, Kyler was cool and all, but you could just kind of tell that like he wasn't who they need as a quarterback. Like he's still he's not a bad quarterback. It's just they that's not who they need. He's just I don't know, man. They, they they've they've acquired a lot of pieces that they thought would be it and weren't. Right. And so it's it's just I don't know, man. Like they're they're trying to get back to when they you know they did make the Super Bowl with Larry and them back in the day, but it's just it's just not the same. Yeah. They their their defense is as even though Buddha's Buddha Buddha's Buddha's good as fuck. He's he's a good ass fuck. I can't yeah. say anything about bad about him. He's great. He can only do so much. Right. After even once they got rid of Patrick Peterson, like it was kind of like, well, why would you do that? And then like when when he went over to the fucking the Vikings and shit, it's kind of like, well, you you gave up a, a star corner for what? Like you like you you know you know you need a corner. You need this, that, and the third. Like you can't just give up pieces and expect to still do well. Yep. So the Cardinals, like I, I've been seeing the domino effect for like a minute. It's just like one of those, like it was just those little dominoes. But unfortunately, it started to get larger and larger and larger. And now we're kind of just at this this fact of it's just ultimate chaos, where now all these big ass dominoes just keep colliding and nobody knows how to stop it just yet. Right. Yeah. Cause uh yeah, like I said though, you know. Week one through week five, tough stretch. Washington, Giants, Dallas, San Fran, and Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, they 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 definitely have their work cut out for them. Just name me another team that has had a coach or an ex coach that said, "All right, fuck y'all, I'm moving to Thailand," or anything of the sorts. True. Only the Cardinals in the moment, like they're just they're that they're just really down bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's just well. Honestly, I feel like honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like the next like five years, they're gonna be pretty bad. Like, it's it's gonna be bad for a minute. I'm sorry. It really is. I mean, James Conner hopefully can put some light to him because you know, like it, all it takes yeah. is a running back. But if a quarterback can't get the receivers the ball, it doesn't matter how good a receiver is. Yeah, and that that's gonna be one of the big troubles for the Cardinals. You know, going into the season, though, you know. Like it, it, you know, it, it's new coach, bad quarterback situation. This equals tank. Bad defense situation. Blue just bad, just bad everything. It's just yeah, just tank. Just for the next, that's what I say, couple of years. They're just gonna be, they're just gonna be, it's gonna be really bad. Yeah, and it's already, you know, it's already, uh, you know, a speculation during the draft and stuff though, which is why the Cardinals had to, you know, um, they had to basically switch picks was because of, you know what I'm saying, purposely tanking. You know, 
you know, during the you know during the draft and stuff, though, they uh, they illegally made a trade with uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles for you know uh, for to uh, move up in the draft, and the commissioner and you know NFL board had caught that and said no. They ended up giving it to you know they ended up giving that that uh, draft pick to the Texans. That's why the Texans ended up grabbing C.J. Stroud and uh, you know Will Anderson both you know both in the first round. You know, so the Cardinals, they're, 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 I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're in a weird rebuilding phase. They're definitely in a weird rebuilding phase, though. Well, you know, no Kyler Murray and stuff, though. You paid, you just paid this quarterback, you know, $230 million, like, you know, the, the season prior after, you know, coming off a, you know, nice little, you know, nice little stretch, but it wasn't enough, you know, in the playoff race. So, it's, ba- you know, it's going back to biting the Cardinals in the ass. All of- I mean, all I know is, how is a team going to do well when your quarterback dresses like Tracy Morgan from the longest yard? Yeah. Like, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're just, they're in a very confusing time right now. Yeah. I feel like they're just, they'll, they'll figure it out eventually, but it's going to take, yeah, a, a while. It's just, this isn't just a, a small phase or a small setback. This is one of these... Like holy shit, we really need to sit back and make like a, a, a multiple year plan of steps of you know what we need to do to succeed. Yeah. They might get back up to there, but they're not they're not gonna get to playoff caliber or anything like that, like I said, for several, for a couple of years, for multiple years. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, tough sled for the Cardinals, so it's about to be tough sled, no. But uh, you know, yeah, like, you know, just wrapping everything up and stuff, though, you know, uh, that was a, you know, that was a great session, uh, you know, for training camp, you know, 2023, I'm really, you know, really, really thankful for everybody, you know, tuning in to us and stuff, though, you know, on 420 Football Radio, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, we, uh, we still got some, uh, you know, more content, you know what I'm saying, that we're gonna be dropping, uh, you know, during the season, you know, so, uh, yeah, y'all definitely stay tuned to that, 420 Football Radio, 420, uh, Madden Group, you know what I'm saying, Facebook, Check us out. We'll be definitely back live. You know what I'm saying? You know, NFL Sunday, week uh, week one, September 10th. We'll be back on live. You know what I'm saying? You know, with our, you know, with our predictions. You know, oh man, it's about to, it's about to be epic though. And then, uh, you know, we also have, you know, new season of Culture Vultures. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's gonna be dropping, uh, you know, in a uh, couple couple weeks, couple months. Oh yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, y'all definitely uh, stay tuned to that. We got some more footage, you know, dropping, especially during the season, though. So, uh, yeah, man, it's about to be. We're we'll about to have some new exclusive content trying to drop out this new season as well, so stay tuned for that shit. Oh, yeah, it's, man. Bro, so it's not even just going to be an exciting football year, but this is going to be an exciting fourth and 20 year in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely, yeah, this, bro, this is going to be a big year. Oh, yeah. It's about to be a nice-ass year. I'm glad everybody's been able to stay tuned with us as well. Like this is, bro, this is this has been an excellent journey. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We want to definitely give a shout out to uh, Denver 104.3. Uh, you know, for also, uh, you know, having us on. Uh, you know, you know, actually just you know shadowing for uh, you know, for you know, just their uh, you know, their you know radio station and everything. though. so you know, definitely shout out to Denver 104.3. You know, when we uh actually went out to the training camps and stuff, though. You know, to uh visit the Broncos. You know. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, y'all stay tuned, you know what I'm saying, don't go nowhere, you know, we still got, you know, we still got a little bit more music and stuff, though, but, uh, you know, signing off, I'm your boy, Gully. And it's your boy, Elijah. Y'all stay tuned, 4th and 20 Football Radio, 4th and 20 Madden Group, we got more content, more material, y'all check us out, peace. Deuces.
光。